0: You are now listening to Pursuit Cast, the official podcast of Pursuit NYC. May it be an encouragement to you today and stir your soul for revival. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Pursuit Cast. This is Sam once again, and uh, today I have a very special guest, a good friend and brother of mine. Hey, Khalil, how are you?
1: Great, Sam. It's so good to be on the the podcast today.
0: Yeah, finally. Uh, We're so honored to have you come and hang out with us this afternoon. And uh, thank you for taking the time.
1: Absolutely. I love you guys. I love what you're doing.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess if you could kind of just share who you are and what you do, uh, so our listeners can have an idea of who Kalel is.
1: I moved to the city about five years ago when I got married to my wife, Carla. And uh, six months after moving to the city, I began to work for a school of ministry called Global Celebration School of Supernatural Ministry. And we have uh, two semesters every year, one in the fall, one in the spring. And we've been going now for about the same time that I've been here for about five years now. And the leaders of that school are Georgina and Winnie Banoff. They're a part of Revival Alliance with Bill Johnson, Randy Clark. And it's just been an amazing experience, something that I I wasn't expecting to happen and uh, something the Lord kind of divinely led me into being a part of the school, working for Global Celebration. And it's been just an amazing adventure and an awesome just experience of, of seeing people equipped into their identity and also into the gifts of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, come on. I know. Uh, in the past, you know, we at Pursuit had the privilege of partnering with you guys to do different events and to sit under Georgians' teaching and receive an impartation from your ministry, and uh, that was just through friendship. So we want to thank you for that.
1: Oh yeah, awesome. We love you guys, and we we so appreciate your ministry and what God has on your on Pursuit NYC, and uh, really believe in you guys and. And know that there's so much more ahead. Come on, amen.
0: Yeah, I would love to. I guess just even ask, like, how you even moved to New York City? I know you said you moved there five years ago and started running with the school. And you know, how did all of that happen?
1: Sure. Um, so the way I moved it to New York City was because my now wife Carla lived in the city, and I met her at a church service, and that story in itself is is a supernatural story. pretty <laughs> wild story of what happened um, in the way that we crossed paths and uh, began to date and then got engaged and married. And so many awesome things happened in that time. but um leading up to my time of moving into New York City, you know, before that, I definitely did not want to move to New York City. I was definitely a person that, uh, resisted even going into the city. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey, about an hour and a half from Manhattan. And my experience with New York City was driving in and out of the city, which was not a pleasant experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more of a nature guy, like to connect with God, oh. I would just go out into the, <laughs> into nature. And that was like serene and, and just a, a place that felt safe for me. So you know, the Big Apple, when you're walking around these streets, it doesn't necessarily give off that same feel of of For nature, sure. you know. So, so I was actually resistant. But um, ever since I met Jesus, the Lord would thread a revelation of New York City into the narrative of what he would be speaking to me uh, in the years of, you know, being discipled and just growing, becoming ordained as an associate pastor at the church I was at in New Jersey. He would continually give me um this sense that I was going to do ministry in New York City. So there was kind of like a you know cognitive dissonance between, you know, what God was saying and what I was like believing for in my life. Like I I didn't really connect those two realities and didn't understand how that would happen. So yeah, so the Lord knew how to get me here. he 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 placed a you know, a beautiful, blonde, fiery woman filled with the love of God right in Manhattan, you know. And uh, so when I met her, the Lord spoke to her that first night and said that I was her husband. And she didn't share that with me because wisdom told her not to share that with me oh. that night. But we did uh, exchange emails and we started to. Uh, talk through email, really, she would just invite me to events that were like two hours away. And I just couldn't make a lot of them. And I wasn't hearing anything from the Lord about uh, her specifically. And I had come out of uh, a couple of relationships where I was just at that point, super guarded uh, against, you know, going, uh, investing in dating and things like that. And I have no problem with dating, but Uh, at that point in my life, I just really was very specific with my time and uh, really valued it and only wanted to move forward with things that I really felt the Lord was uh, on. So I didn't feel anything on this uh, girl, right? That was, you know, reaching out to me. And so what happens is a couple months pass and really the whole story is a testimony of God's uh, intentionality with both of us. And the reason um, I'll just add this, the reason that I feel like I didn't hear for two months was because my wife Carla always um, was had situations where the guy would uh, date her because of her looks and kind of just dive into it because, hey, this is a good looking girl. She likes me. Why not? You know? And uh, she's she's had that experience, and she really wanted someone that wanted her for not her looks, but for who she was. Um, so I, I believe that God added that detail in our story because He's so intentional behind what He's doing in all of our lives. So um, so two months pass, and really, I'm not. I'm giving her the kind of what she tells me now and the way she tells it is like it was two months of tribulation for her. And, you know, you know, so it was like a dark night of the soul or something. But, um, so, uh, two months later, I, the Lord kind of just, I hear him from like every, every angle. Like he just the floodgates of heaven open up and I'm hearing, from all different confirmations that this girl is someone I could pursue, sh- should pursue, and, and she's good and and right to pursue. So as soon as I started to pursue, I, we connected on the phone. And as st- soon as we started talking, it was all over, talking to three in the morning and just like falling in love. Just the Holy Spirit was so in it. I mean, God was just... Uh, so on it that it was was undeniable that, you know, God had set it up. And so we got married um, within a year, 11 months of, uh, I believe, five months dating, six months engaged. And so we got married um, all within a year. And that was the transition of what I was doing in New Jersey as an associate pastor and also working at a preschool uh doing office work, doing social work, doing uh various things at the school, uh transitioning out that eleven months was basically the transition out of New Jersey and into the city. Yeah,
0: so yeah. Awesome. That's and a little little you,
1: bit of the background.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then how did you get connected to uh the school in itself?
1: So that's another supernatural story. And it's funny <laughs> because we're we're talking about the the kind of like what what we uh talk about in mountaintop experiences and just to give people context like this uh the majority of my life is is um you know just being faithful in the little you know and just enjoying jesus in the mundane you know i think when we give our highlights all the time people think oh that his life is like that all the time when re- in reality it's not, but I, yeah. I have had these things that have happened that have been supernatural and so divinely orchestrated that it's undeniable. Right. For sure. So I just wanted to put what I'm, what these stories in context to the rest of my life. I mean, I waited for my wife for, um, about 12 years before, uh, I, well, I waited to, you know, have a serious relationship, With my wife after i got saved for about 12 years of not dating anyone and you know i mean i had sort of dating relationships but not really um in the christian world so so these stories are like yes this is like intense moments like kairos moments where where you where your destiny and 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 his plan intersect and it's just like these radical times but (laughs) So when I came to the city it was about 6 months of me not knowing what was next and in that time God really taught me how to interpret dreams mm-hmm. and I would have a dream every night and the dream would basically give me enough faith for that next day to realize like I'm on the right path I'm um, I'm you know he has a plan for me so I wasn't in that 6 months of not knowing what was next I wasn't going Freaking out or going crazy or anything like that because God would give me the information I needed. Um, and it, it required a little bit of pressing in, but um, He was faithful to supply me with that. And that's what dreams did for me. It was just supplying me with His intentionality behind the season I was in. And uh, so it was very valuable to learn uh, through different means of how to interpret dreams and. And two of the dreams I had in that season were uh, about a guy named Georgian Banoff, and I woke up the next day. I never had a conversation with him, never was, you know, um, I don't even, I don't think he knew me. I was on the outskirts of the meetings they were having when they were um, Georgian at that time, who is the founder of the school I work at now. He was coming to the city every month to have meetings to talk about starting a supernatural school of ministry. And when I was transitioning to come into the city, my wife Carla was connected to some of the leaders, so I would be I would be like a I would tag along with her to these things. And it really I was like the last one in the room, kind of you know the one at the door, yeah. kind of like I'm just here because of Carla, and uh, you know it's it's good to connect though and, and things like that. But God gave me in that six months, he gave me two dreams about Georgie and and never happened to me before. But in those dreams, he imparted this love for him um, and this friendship. He like imparted friendship even before anything was developed, even before a conversation was was had between the two of us. He developed like this, um, this trust. He said I could trust him. Basically, that's what the father was saying to me. And, uh, like I said, that never happened to me before, but he confirmed like, this guy is, is, is good. You could trust him. He has values. He, you know, and, uh, so I knew like, so I was postured in a way where, um, I, even before I met him, I, I knew that God's hand was on his life and, and God yeah. was, was up to something. So they, uh, I knew from being at the outskirts of these meetings that they needed to hire someone for the school. but. I, I knew that I didn't want to do it, so I'd never, like, they mentioned it to me, and I was saying I just declined because I didn't want to do it um, for whatever reason. But so uh, throughout those six months, God was giving me little details that really uh, put a puzzle together of what God was saying. And it required all of the pieces to come together for me to realize what God was saying and essentially what happened through a, a, a few other divine intervention kind of providential things of like wow god is really leading me to this one night i was laying in bed and and god kind of connected all the dots and i was like wow you really want me to do this every revelation uh-huh. was pointing to to doing this school and 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 working for for global celebration so the next day I told Carla and she called them up, called one of the leaders up that was connected to them. And and then I didn't hear back and I, I wasn't concerned because, you know, I was like, if this is God, it's just going to happen. You know, yeah. that was my attitude behind it. And and then a couple of weeks later, I hear back and I heard that they're excited about it and they want to talk more about it. And that's kind of how I entered into working for the school of ministry. And so I've been I've been there since day one. Um, from the first semester and now we're going into our fifth year now as a school of ministry in, in Manhattan. So it's been a journey and uh, my encouragement in all of that is, you know, uh, we didn't, I, I didn't start this school or, or the the encouragement to me is that it's, it, it was an idea uh, from God to, to raise up sons and daughters and their identity and to engage them in the supernatural and in a healthy way. So, um, I love not like doing stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I understand the concept of co-laboring with God. I do that constantly. Yeah. Um, but I love the idea of this idea was in the heart of God and we kind of came along, uh, side of it and partnered with it and are seeing the fruit of it now.
0: Yeah. That's so awesome. Uh, I mean, what are some of the classes and, and things that you guys teach in that supernatural school? Just so that people could kind of get an idea of what it would look like if, if they wanted to check it out or anything like that.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, we're we're a night school. So we're, we we dev- designed a school so it's good for a working New Yorker. Uh, a lot of people will come because they wanted to go out to Bethel but didn't want to completely uproot their lives. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you're, uh, listeners are familiar with Bethel and Redding, California. Maybe some are not, but it's a um, movement in 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 in, these, in the internationally of of just like a supernatural culture. This idea that we could bring heaven to earth now and not wait yeah. to have to go to heaven. And um, leader of that movement, his name is Bill Johnson, and I'm sure many of you have heard of Bill Johnson. And um, so. We are a Bethel school and we use their curriculum. We also use curriculum from Georgian and Winnie Banoff who have a strong uh, mandate to impart identity to the body of Christ. So the majority of the classes the first year will will deal with identity, who you are in Christ from the scriptures. And also, the every class is set up so that we can have a time of learning and being trained in the prophetic and how to hear from God, how to prophesy, and, and those kind of things. so it's 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 learning and growing in the gifts and also learning and growing in your identity. So you're not as Ephesians, uh, I believe it's four or five tells us that you're not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine, yeah. but you're 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 maturing, you're coming into this um, place of being um, solid in, in who you are through the Word of God.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I know you just mentioned how, you know, you guys teach on the prophetic, and I know one of the things that you you do, which has tremendously blessed me, is, you know, you, do, you go on, like, Facebook Live and, and mm-hmm. prophesy and things like that. You know, how, how did you personally grow in the prophetic yourself? Because I think for many it can seem... Mysterious or reserved for the few, or even reserved to only the Bible, you know, but how did mm-hmm. how did you learn? How did you uh, define it and everything like that?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah, I think that the essence of of the prophetic comes down to you know simply your relationship with Jesus. and I kind of stumbled into it in my prayer times. I would um, be praying, and then all of a sudden I would have a picture and i can't explain the picture because it was a picture in my spirit so it kind of yeah. it kind of startled me um and uh because that was the first time i ever had a picture in my spirit but i saw this thing so clearly um not with my natural eyes but i saw it and that's the only way to explain it but like a like a, a snapshot a picture that i i was able to see someone that i worked with at the time their face and um I didn't really do anything with it because that was the first time anything like that ever happened to me so now i understand it you know that that god will show us pictures and speak to us through pictures but then i didn't understand what was happening and then the next day i ran into the person that i saw and we were um i felt like there was a divine opportunity that opened up i usually don't work uh i usually didn't work at that time with that person one-on-one and the next day, I, I find myself one-on-one with this person working uh, with our job. And, and this opportunity opens up for me to share with him my testimony. And he decided to receive Jesus in that, wow. in that moment. And to me, that was God saying, that was me that was speaking to you. And that was my introduction to seeing like a picture. I was... Familiar a little bit with 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 sensing like the anointing on on a word or the scriptures. You know, I would just devour the scriptures, and um, you know, because one of the keys I believe in the prophetic is understanding the nature of God, and we understand wow. the nature of God through reading the Word of God and seeing who He is uh, through the scriptures. And when we have a firm understanding of His character it's uh, easier to uh, trust his uh, voice as it comes to us because we know from the scriptures who he is in the context of new covenant revelation, right? So that's why it's important too, to learn the word of God, to not be swayed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, because there are so many doctrines. And so you really want to get strong in um, understanding who you are with a new covenant lens. You know, and I love the Old Covenant. I love the Old Testament. I love the New Testament. I love the entire Bible. you know i love I love it all. I read it all. Um, so, yeah, hearing God, the foundation of that is understanding God's character. Um, and then also, like I said, I kind of stumbled into it. And after that happened with the picture that I saw, it began to happen more often, and that would be in my prayer times where I would begin to see people and pray for them um and intercede for them and uh from that place of uh, intimacy with God in my prayer closet it translated into uh, a corporate setting and one night i remember vividly when i was ministering to people after i preached one night at the church i was at in new jersey and for every person i prayed for god would give me a series of pictures and uh it was just so easy coming to me that night and i was um understanding some of what God was saying through those pictures and people were getting blessed. But since then, it's just been like something I've been developing and growing in and teaching other people in. And, um, you know, the essence and the core is just being able to interpret uh, his voice because he wow. is his His voice. He doesn't, you know, God does. He, he could speak English, but he could also speak any other language and he he can speak hebrew and you know so so understanding and interpreting like our alphabet can't can't even come close to uh describing fully this god that created the heavens and the earth like so so understanding a god like that his voice yes you can understand it and yes you can translate it to other people and he wants you to do that but that process of understanding the way he speaks and how he speaks is something that we flesh out in our school. I do personally with people. Um, it's kind of like a grace on my life to train and equip in the prophetic. Um, and it really all, all it comes down to his intimacy with Jesus, you know, just knowing, yeah. him, knowing him and making him known to other people. really simple, you know?
0: Yeah, that's so good. Um, what what are some of the testimonies that you've seen take place or heard from students in the last few years as, as you've been doing the school?
1: Sure, I mean I love like healing testimonies because those are just so awesome and supernatural. Nat- and this yeah. last semester, we had one one of our students. He had like a TMJ. I'm not sure if I'm ex- describing it correctly, but there was something wrong with his jaw where. Um, it was always not set properly, and he actually was going to get surgery uh, a couple months after he started school. And uh, what happened was during worship one night. Uh, and if you understand the way the way that the gifts of the Holy Spirit operate, sometimes when God is going to heal someone, He will give you a word of knowledge to identify the area that He's going to heal. And I I can't explain why or but. The only thing I understand from that is that the person that hears the uh, area of pain or the the disease then connects to that word with their faith and they connect to that healing. And, um, you know, I don't like breaking everything down mechanically and being too dogmatic about it, but that's the way I understand as far as what happens in that moment is in when the word of knowledge operates with the gift of healing you know the gift of healing happens and you don't even need to lay hands on people God just starts healing people right so a word of knowledge coupled with a, a gift of healing is you call out something and so I was in the front and I was transitioning out of worship and I was beginning to call out words of knowledge that I felt God was showing me that he was healing in the room And, um, honestly, I didn't even say, um, TMJ. I don't remember saying that, but he heard me say TMJ. Now, I don't know if I was, (laughs) you know, uh, I I don't know what I was doing, but he, I I knew I was calling out words of knowledge, but he said, I said TMJ. Now, I don't recall saying that, but he said he heard that. And, um, as soon as he heard that his jaw, uh, snapped into place. and, um, I mean, now it's like six or seven months later and he's, um, I check up on the healings and stuff and he says there's no issue with his jaw and he, he didn't have to get, um, any surgery or anything on it. So that was just so cool. And I love when God does that kind of stuff. And just recently, um, another thing, uh, sometimes I'm able to preach and minister at churches and, this couple weekends ago, I ministered about the gifts of healing, and um, I I shared this testimony about the jaw, and uh, one of the guys in the back was like and kind of new to all of this, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Wow, I just heard another testimony about a healing," and you know, and his faith kind of like bubbled up, like, "Oh, I, God could really do this," and um, as soon as he heard the testimony and we prayed, he had a real issue with his both of his feet um he had like sores and things on his feet that he was in pain all the time and um, when we prayed all of a sudden all the pain left from his feet and uh, he began to stomp his feet in the back so afterwards he came up to the pastor and and the pastor brought him over to me and they were like you need to hear what he just said and and so he was he was like, Did you hear me stomping in the back? And I was like, No, I didn't, what happened? He was like, both, <laughs> both of my feet got completely healed. And he said, God and God has never done anything like that for me before ever. And he was like, I really believe in this stuff now.
0: <laughs> so oh, it's
1: just cool encounter, you know.
0: It's amazing. So yeah. And you guys do this fall and spring?
1: So we have two semesters, yeah, one in the fall, and we go three months on, um, three months off. So we'll have a break uh, from uh, mid-December to uh, the end of February, and then we'll pick up again in March and then go to the end of May for our spring semester.
0: Awesome. If someone wanted to check it out or, or find out more, what how could they do that?
1: Yeah, they could jump online. Our um, I'm not sure when the podcast will go up, but we are still accepting applications for our September 9th start date um, This for this semester. So you could go right online at gcssm.org. And uh, on the website, you could find out curriculum, find out uh, all the information you need, and you could apply right online.
0: That's awesome. And then you guys also do different events. Throughout the year, where you guys get different leaders and speakers and worship leaders from all over. Yeah,
1: we'll That's do like, uh, yeah, we'll do a taste and see event, and uh, we call it taste and see because you get a taste of what a class is like at GCSSM, and different leaders come to speak. And we usually we aim to do that once a month, and it's kind of like part of it is blessing the city, and just you know, it's free, it's open to the public to come and to experience the supernatural and the worship and just uh, what our heart is about. And uh, so we, we, we've been doing that consistently, uh, I believe once or sometimes twice a month uh, for the last five years. So yeah. So it's been a consistent thing that we we've been able to do.
0: That's awesome. Is there any events that you could tell us about that are coming up in the near future?
1: Yeah. There's uh, a, Sure, sure. Yeah, there's an event um, by a guy, his name is Bill Vanderbush, and he um, is an amazing, amazing man of God. He, you know, itinerant, but he just began to pastor a church in uh, right out of Orlando, Florida, but he's coming. He's one of our favorites, and um, he'll be there uh, at our, we're going to do an event uh, November 5th, I believe it is, and uh, you'll be able to see it on our website, too, if you check that out. Um, and, uh, also we may, we may have one in September. So just keep an eye on the website, uh, to see, but September 19th, uh, is another event that we'll have with Georgian and another leader. So keep an eye on the website to see the other leader who will be there. And also we have a supernatural life conference in Harrisburg. That is the 25th through the 27th, I believe 28th. And that has a bunch of amazing people as well, Heidi Baker, Michael Koulionos. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff happening in the fall for sure.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. As we uh, you know, get ready to kind of wrap up this podcast. Um, you know, as you know, our ministry, we want to see revival take place, and I know that's on your heart and and the school's heart and everything like that. I would love to ask how do you personally define that word revival
1: yeah i love i love that and i love um people going after it and recently you know the scripture in acts 319 where where it talks about the refreshing refreshing will come from the presence of the lord um i believe it's essential to awaken the body of christ into a place where they're actually changing culture you know and um so I do believe in doing everything we can to facilitate that to happen, you know, in co-laboring with, with God's heart and what he wants to do and, in reviving the church and bringing them into a place of the fullness of his resurrection life that that's Mother. living within us. And so it's just an, it's that awakening it's that refreshing it's that renewal um, that the spirit of God does on the church that will, bring us into a place where, you know, we can provoke the the world to jealousy because of the divine wisdom insight and the amazing miracles that are going to happen through us. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, a city set on a Hill that cannot be hidden and people will come to it. So that's my word for New York. It's like, that's, that's what's going to happen in New York city. It's going to be a city set on a Hill in the sense of God's glory and God's church and the wisdom that's going to be manifest through the body of Christ in New
0: York. Come on. Amen. Man, that stirs me up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Love it. Uh, Just as we uh, wrap up here, before we go, uh, I would love for you to just kind of, if you could pray for our listeners. I know that, um, you know, I've been blessed by your ministry, especially your prophetic ministry. You know, if you just want to pray and release an impartation, just, even in that, to whoever would listen, that would be awesome. Absolutely.
1: So, Father, I thank you for everyone listening to this podcast, Lord. And I just released that same assignment that you have on my life to raise and train up the prophetic, the Father, the prophetic. Lord, I, I impart the prophetic gifting and the ability to see in the Spirit, to hear. Lord, I pray that the sensitivity of all of the listeners would increase and grow. Lord, that there would be a healthy increase of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in their lives. God, Lord, I pray that the fire of God would increase in their lives, even now that the giftings in their life, the healing giftings, just the different gifts of the Holy Spirit would begin to manifest and operate in their lives that they wouldn't and shy away from them, but they would do what Paul said to earnestly desire to burn with zeal for them, Lord. And I just ask to, for an awakening, for a revival in the church, and that everyone listening would would receive the impartation of of a spirit of revival and and reformation, Lord. That there would be truly changed and transformed through the anointing and through Lord your presence on this on this broadcast, Lord. I just thank you for. Pursue NYC and Lord, the people they're raising up in this region, Lord, and I pray a special just protection over them. And I just thank you for 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 the fact that and the picture I'm seeing for uh, your ministry is um, and it's kind of a funny little thing, but you know those um, kind of like those flowers that you uh, could blow on and then the seeds kind of float all over the place. Yeah, it's it's that. Um, and I see the seeds, um, your revival being like that wind that propels people all throughout the city um, that have callings and assignments on their lives to truly change culture. Wow. So you're you're like you guys are like a catalyst to to change culture through infusing believers with the heart um, and the impartation of revival to truly bring change. Uh, and be a catalyst in this region to see transformation and, and the culture shift for for kingdom values and purposes.
0: Amen. 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 We receive that. Amen. <laughs> thank you so much. How can yeah, people you. connect with you? Connect with the school. Connect with the ministry. What are some links and social media stuff?
1: Yeah. So the main way to connect with me would be um, through. You could. Connect with me through my, the website, gcssm.org, or my email is kalel, it's K-A-L-E-L, at globalcelebration.com. And um, yeah, any questions that people may have about the school, if they're in the region, they want to get equipped, uh, they feel a stirring on their heart, uh, you're more than welcome to reach out to me, and um, I could, you know, help you with any questions you have about our school.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, bro, for coming and and sharing your heart with us. We definitely should have you back on here, maybe with with your wife, too. Amen. uh, Yeah, That'll be fun. You guys are a powerful couple, dynamic duo. Amen. So thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. And uh, to all our listeners, thank you for joining in. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to PursuitCast. For more information on the ministry of Pursuit NYC, please visit us on the web at www.pursuitnyc.org. Revival or bust.